Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So there are other things going on in the world besides the election. Because there are. Like, according to the Inspector General, the United States government has given over a billion dollars in humanitarian aid to Afghanistan, controlled by the Taliban since August of 2001. How is that even possible? The Special Inspector General for Afghanistan Reconstruction says the U.S. is Afghanistan's single largest donor. How is that in any way possible? How could we possibly be giving money to these terrorists whom we already left the country and billions of dollars of our hardware. How is that even possible? It's mind-boggling. It is sick and diseased. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY. That's the number. 833-468-8669. The story came out a couple days ago. I just haven't had a chance because of the elections to get to it. But there there are more things going on than just an election. Don't get me wrong. It's, It's a major story, and there's so many places that this has to go. I'll give you one from the election, one that no one's talking about, and that is about abortion. Michigan, California, and Vermont, they have now put protections for abortion into their constitution. Okay. I think it's weird. But I don't live in any of those places. If I if I did, I'd either be voting about it or I'd be like, that's not going to work for me and I'd leave. When I see that happen, you realize, and I say to people out loud, you see how important it was to overturn Roe v. Wade? Now you got to say, and look what you did. And five years from now, uh, the population might say, that's gross. Because celebrating abortion is totally gross. And we're going to change that. And things will ebb and flow and move. But as long as the states get to decide, as long as the states get to decide, I'm good. This is what I always wanted. I wanted the states to make this call. That's something that came out of the election and people are like, see, abortion really mattered here. Well, some people argue, take a look at exit polls in Pennsylvania and it really, really mattered. But if that's the case, then it's not a conversation about the radicalness of Trump-endorsed candidates. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. You you, you, You simply can't have it. 
Well, it's that and the other. Whoa, so you mean if I got rid of one, I could overcome the other? Thanks for the tip. Think I'll do that. For people who want to tell you that abortion is some level of top subject. Because I I think the argument would go if abortion is a top subject and not how you feed your family, um, then... um, We got problems. And trust me, there are people despondent by what they saw in Pennsylvania, specifically Pennsylvania. Electing John Fetterman, they're they're despondent. You should see the texts I've gotten from my father. They started at 3.30 in the morning. I happened to have fallen asleep by then because it was a late, late, late night last night. And thank you to everybody who joined me on the live stream over there at Rumble. Rumble.com slash Tony Katz. Six hours we were covering. Just me. Me and some cigars. It was was a good time. It was a very, very good time. I appreciated it. A billion dollars to Afghanistan. You're not outraged by a billion dollars to Afghanistan? I'm not outraged by the overturning of Roe v. Wade. The states are making decisions. Just what I wanted to happen. I agree. I disagree. That's the way that one goes. A billion dollars to terrorists. What kind of administration is this? Which, of course, you know, leads us down this path of what do we think is 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 going to happen here? What do we think is going to go down? You see, there are some who believe that because of this, I think Biden is scheduled to speak today. He's going to brag. All right, man, knock yourself out. Knock yourself silly. I lost, but I lost less than everybody else. Okay, dude, Enjoy. But are you, are you really going to take this again as mandate when there was a, never a mandate for you to begin with? There was never a mandate. What do you, what, what is this, what is this insanity? I, I, maybe that's what he's going to do. Maybe that's what he's going to uh, brag about. I, again, I, I don't know. But there was clearly a push over the last few days before the election about Biden lied about this. Biden is having a trouble here. Maybe we got to talk about Biden. And they were working on moving him out. You telling me that's going to stop? Well, midterms went better. Whew. Then we could have thought, I I guess we got to keep him. Are you telling me that the political left is so short-sighted that they will keep him there? Wait until he starts wandering around the stage again, shaking hands with people who aren't there. I don't think that has changed. And I don't think the people's look at that has changed. Because if I am going to take this theory that the problem is radicalized Trump-endorsed candidates, if you don't run that against him, well, then people will clearly say, I'm not voting for that old man. I'm going to vote for that Ron DeSantis or that Greg Abbott or that Mike Pompeo or a host of others. And I think there are a host of others. So I'm not I'm not there that you still won't see movement against Joe Biden, a push for Joe Biden to, to walk uh, in, in into the sunset. Maybe the push won't be as strong at first, Maybe the push won't be as strong 
at first. But I, I must. Uh, I, I have no reason to think that somehow that's going to come to an end. That would be a strange thing. You still got to play. You still got to play the long ball. You still the, the the left does and 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 the right does. Now, one of the things that came out of of the election as well, of course, was a lot of talk about Twitter, and I want to I, I want to get to it because there's a a singular question about Twitter that has to get addressed, and I'll get to that. But in terms of stories that are going on, regardless of the election, Meta, which is Facebook, cut 11,000 jobs. We knew it was coming. We know of all of these Fortune 500 companies who have put on hiring freezes, who said they're going to be cutting people. I, that's we we knew it was coming 11,000 jobs and and Zucker Zuckerberg I should say is saying you know what I, I'm responsible here this is all on me because he has cost the company billions Not only has online commerce returned to prior trends, but the macroeconomic downturn, increased competition, and ad signal loss have caused our revenue to be much lower than I'd expected. I got this wrong, and I take responsibility for that. They've lost billions, billions of dollars as they're trying to build out the metaverse. They're forecasting approximately $100 billion in expenses for 2023, which says to me, I got to get into the metaverse business because I would like my sweet, sweet take of a hundred billion dollars. One has to ask how long he's going to be the CEO. I mean, saying that you're responsible, that's great, but it's not enough. Cutting 11,000 people, first time in your 18-year history, 13% of the workforce is now gone. We knew this was coming. We know that this economy isn't looking good going into 2023. Can't. I mean, these, these economic issues are happening outside of him. He has just made bets that have failed. And the market is starting to question whether or not he has what it takes to move forward. I think the market actually has an answer to the question, and they've got to get him to move on. One man's take. Meanwhile, the other social media platform, Twitter, getting all the attention. But what about what they said it was going to do for the election? We will break it down. Keep it right here. I'm Tony Katz. So Twitter has been playing with a new, um, I guess, official label for high-profile Twitter accounts, different than the, the verified label, and they were adding them to accounts, and then they got rid of all of them. And then Elon Musk tweeted out, please note that Twitter will do lots of dumb things in the coming months. We will keep what works and change what doesn't. So it turns out Twitter's a teenager. Tony Katz. 
Tony Katz today. What's going on? 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. You know, all the talk about Twitter and the election and uh, who's going to guard us against misinformation. Is Twitter now safe? It wasn't a red wave, so is Twitter now okay? Because it wasn't as bad as the left thought it was going to be, Twitter's now fine, right? No problem. But if they had lost as we thought they would, as fast as we thought they would, then that would be that would be the, 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 the problem, right? It's just that we were told that uh, the political right is a threat to democracy, and we were told that Elon Musk is a threat uh, to democracy. That's what we were told. Why now, the day after the election, is Biden working on taking some kind of weirdo victory lap, and it's no longer a threat? Or or is it going to be a threat to the next election? It's not a threat to this election. It's a threat to the next election. Okay. It's it's so wonderful to be able to see how embarrassing so much of this is. How much uh, they 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 lied. They clearly clearly lied. They wanted to lie. They desired to lie. They didn't care that they lied. They didn't care. They don't care. They don't care what they say to you. They don't care how they incite. It's one of the, I, I will admit, the problems I have with these conversations about, oh, these, these wild right-wing candidates. Candidate quality matters. These people lie about everything. Why doesn't it matter? Why doesn't it matter? Or was there some kind of comparison? Yeah, this person on the left is just a real jerk face. But holy crap, this guy on the right, I can't be around this. And they vote for the jerk face. I mean, it's got to work in, in, in the other way. It's got to work in some level of, of opposite proportion based on the, the person coming at the at, at the conversation. But notice how no one's talking about Twitter. It's no longer a threat to our civil society. And I think that's fascinating. I think that uh, that that just that further proof that further proof that any it, it, it's a say anything type of world. It really and truly is a say anything type of world. Whatever it takes to scare you, whatever it takes to get elected, whatever, it, all good, all good, all fine. It's it's rather gross. Uh, story out uh, that Putin has um, ordered retreats from cities in southern uh, Ukraine. Um, 
Is this the uh, in Kherson? The removing forces in Kherson, southern Ukraine, um, being described as a humiliating setback by the people at NBC News. But they often describe things uh, like that because going at uh, Putin is is uh, plan number one for so many of them. Um, Ukrainian officials cautious that Russian forces um, will actually do so. Because remember, they say they're going to do things and they lie all the time. All of the the, the time. The commander of Russian forces uh, proposed taking up defensive lines on the eastern bank of the river. This withdrawal follows Ukrainian advances towards the city and Russia trying to relocate more than 100,000 residents in Kherson. We're not done with Ukraine. Ukraine's going to become a 2024 conversation piece. Yes, it's still going to be going on to some extent, but there's going to be a money conversation that happens over the course of the next year. Exactly how much money is going to go to Ukraine? And and I must say that I am not one of these people who says we should stop funding uh, the Ukrainians immediately. I'm not that guy. It's money. It's 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 not uh, lives. Okay, and I don't think it can go on for forever. But we're better off with a free Ukraine and a defeated Russia. That is not me saying Vladimir Zelensky is the greatest guy who ever lived. Man, I really wish I was like him. Somebody should take his picture and put it on the cover of a magazine. I'm not doing that because that's been happening and that's weird. But I don't want to see the Ukrainian people abused, and I don't think we're better off with Ukraine being overrun by Russia. I just don't think we're better off. I think as a matter of of public policy, of a foreign policy, that's a really crappy idea. But I think the American people are going to be asking exactly how much money we're going to spend on this thing. Because uh, those right now with the biggest microphones don't want any part of this and don't want to and want to say, why are we getting involved in Ukraine? Why do we care about this? I think there's a little reason to care about this. I really and truly do. We'll bring it back to uh, the election and to this candidate uh, conversation. And lessons learned and lessons that aren't real. And can any of it be really be understood in, in a day's time? Well, some of it can. Find everything, TonyCats.locals.com. TonyCats.locals.com. This is Tony Katz Today. So in the end, Republicans did not have a good night. That's how it's going to get characterized. That's how it's going to get played. Now, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. I see opportunity maybe where other people don't, but I never deny reality. And the reality was, was that uh, the political right set up the expectation of red wave, forgetting, of course, that politics is an expectations game. And you don't set an expectation that makes it difficult for you to get to. You set the expectations low so you can exceed them. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. But no matter what. This isn't what they expected. This isn't what they wanted. And there's a question as to how this all played out. How do you lose? 
Pennsylvania to a guy who cannot complete a sentence. How do you have these uh, races, these congressional races, that you don't get the pickups on? How is it possible? Possible that at the end of the day, the Republicans might not control the Senate. What is to learn from this? And am I crazy for having a little bit of a glass half full kind of look? Not a little bit, a lot of it, because I take a look at some school board races. I take a look at some things that happen in Florida. I take a look at some things that happen in other places and say, wait a second, maybe there's an opportunity here. Noah Rothman joins me right now from Commentary Magazine, commentary.org. And uh, we have, going back now six, seven years, been discussing the political nature of things and how America sees it. And certainly, this was a race of inflation. This was a race of crime. This was an an election of possibly the border. No, 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 no. This seems to be an election of, yeah, but that guy who's running as a Republican is a real weirdo creep and I don't want him. What's your take? (laughs) Uh, I think that's fair. I don't think it would be Pollyanna-ish to say that there were some real bright spots for Republicans, obviously in Florida, where there was a profound seismic shift, particularly in really Democratic areas of the state, like Hillsborough County, where Tampa is, and Miami-Dade, where Miami is. Also in New York. In New York State, there was a seismic shift in the direction of the GOP. It wasn't enough to carry Lee Zeldin over the over the hump and get him into the governor's mansion, but it's likely enough to deliver three, maybe even four congressional seats to the GOP, ton of down-ballot races, real dramatic shifts. But those are the exceptions that prove the rule, and the rule is that Republican candidates up and down the ballot missed the mark. Uh, In particular, the candidates that the populist right favors, bomb-throwing, neophytes, entirely new to politics, uh, particularly Donald Trump's picks, the candidates and Republicans who emerged victorious, even perhaps including Adam Lexalt, who may not win, but is deleting at this particular moment, uh, all of them have some really convincing claim to conventionality. They've been in politics for a while. They've studied legislative affairs. They have records to run on. That's the sort of thing that Republican or that voters, the broad universe of voters, did not punish. What they punished were the excesses the excesses of the Republican right, for a third consecutive election cycle. At a certain point, Republicans have to study the definition of insanity and wonder the degree to which what they're doing isn't working, because it ain't working. If Republicans want anything more tangible than the satisfaction they derive from owning the libs on Twitter, they ain't getting it. From the Trump right. And this is so this this is immediately taken as you see, this is what they want you to do. They want you to think it's about Trump. But the truth is they're cheating. And I've already gotten I've I've literally gotten those voicemails uh, today. There are two ways to look at this. And the first, you know, I'm sorry to interrupt you there, because this is a brilliant point and I want you to to make it. But that dog ain't going to hunt just by virtue of the exit polls. You look at the exit polling, preliminary exits not being, you know, whatever they are, they're not off by 40, 50 points. And to a tr- profound degree, seven in 10 Republicans said they had absolute faith in their local elections to be conducted capably and fairly. This is not a federal issue. People actually do trust their local officials. The idea here that Republicans are going to – you can incept in the mind of Republicans the idea that this was stolen from them. requires a lot of work, a lot of legwork. Remember, Donald Trump was laying the groundwork for a stolen election narrative months 
before the vote happened. There was no groundwork laid here. So if you're going to commit to that to try to make that a thing, you have to do a whole lot of work. And Republican voters are starting from a place of not accepting it. I'm sorry. Continue. So so this is about this conversation of is Trump the thing you have to pull away from? I, when when I go back to those conversations we had in 2016 about Trump and his connection to to the electorate, we had massive disagreement. Now I want to have the same conversation about Trump and a connection to the electorate because I'd be a fool to say that it doesn't exist. The question is, what is the equal force to it? Meaning... Is this a moment where uh, members of the Senate, members of the House who have been wary of speaking out about Trump now can have the backbone, they now have the rod in the spine to say, you know what? That Ron DeSantis guy is a heck of a guy. You know what? I like what Greg Abbott just did in dispatching a Beto O'Rourke there. You know what? Brian Kemp is an interesting guy uh, in, in, in Georgia. All three guys, by the way, who won without saying the words Trump once guys were not necessarily liked by Donald Trump. You already see that he sees DeSantis as a guy in the way. Does this create for Republicans the moment of pushing aside? And how do those people who do the push aside deal with the MAGA response, right? Those, those Trump loyalists who say you're just a phony and you're just this and you're just that and take up the oxygen in the room. I mean, that's that's the big question. And I don't know how to answer that. We saw, in many ways, the results of this election have thrust us right back to February 2021. Um, First of all, Democrats, just to get that out of the way, they're all that gentle pushing of Joe Biden off the stage. That's over. Joe Biden has weathered a historic storm, beat beat precedent, earned the deference of his party. He's going to get it. Anybody who is inclined to say the Democratic Party has governed too far to the left over the last couple of years is going to face insurmountable pressure to shut up. That's that. On the Republican side, we're going to be privy to the kind of debates you're talking about that we were privy to in February 2021. Is Donald Trump a drag on the Republican Party? Is election denial a a hindrance to winning elections? Is the new Republican coalition, which is predominantly working class, attracting more Hispanics, sufficient to win elections, even though you lose in that equation affluent, educated suburban voters that were traditionally the GOP's bread and butter? Is that a viable political strategy? We're going to have all these debates again. Can't wait. But it passes pro You do not sound serious about that. You sound like a guy who can wait. I can really wait. Yeah, because we did all this. Bef- we did all this before. And the result of that debate was a rather definitive verdict on the part of Republican voters and the Republican officials who listened to Republican voters, which was no, no, we like Trump. We want Trump. We don't care if it loses us elections. We don't we, we like what how you respond to that, how, how, what it, how mad it makes you, how provocative he is. How, how frustrated everybody in the in the in the universe of polite effete opinion responds to this. Okay, now 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 but let's they, will it win again? I don't know the answer to that because it's at a certain point the costs are mounting. Talking to Noah Rothman, Noah C. Rothman on Twitter. He is the author of The Rise of the New Puritans, which you can get at Amazon.com wherever fine books are sold. Let's have a friendly fight. Because I want to make sure everybody understands what I think this Trump connection conversation is and where we go from here. There was a belief that fighting matters. Uh, 
and there were a tremendous number of people, we'll put them in the Bill Crystal, David French camp, who had no interest in, in the fight, or at least perceived to have no interest in, in the fight. And it was seen as just wrong. You cannot not fight people who are coming at you and attacking you 24-7, 365. I would argue that that is still an extremely important piece of any future election. And I believe that Ron DeSantis absolutely positively proves how you take on that fight. I think he does it better uh, than Trump because he does it with more deafness. He does it with more clarity. He does it with less vitriol. At least that's the perception. But the fight still matters. So I think the question before us is, a, is, is it solely and exclusively about presentation or is it about policy? Is it about specific things or is it all about this guy want Trump wants to pick that guy who will do exactly what Trump says in terms of the attack, but doesn't have any meat behind him because people who are Trump supporters think that Trump has meat behind him. I'm going to really fail to satisfy you here and not fight with you at all. I don't disagree with a word you said. I mean, there is some there will be some effort to incept in the minds of voters that, oh, gosh, we don't want the czar back. We don't want conservatism circa 2015 and Jeb Bush coming back. Those arguments are over. They've been settled for years. That is not the argument that's being had. Of course, the fight matters. You can be it's not the fight. It's being efficacious, effective as a governor. Ron DeSantis is many things in one corporeal form. He is a really banal, competent governor who shepherds property insurance reform through the legislature. Very popular. He's also a controversial figure who who, um, sponsors or shepherds bills like the education reform bill, what, what detractors called Don't Say Gay Bill, maligned it. But that was very popular too. You can be controversial and still be popular. You can be effective and be, still be popular in the pursuit of conservative uh, or even just right-leaning political objectives. What you can't, I don't think, be is uh, just pure bombast and set yourself up for losing fights. And that's the other side of Ron DeSantis. The other side of Ron DeSantis are culture wars that end in a cul-de-sac. This, for example, this effort to strip Disney of its privileges is going to end in a compromise in the legislature that won't have the effect that a lot of the people pounding the table wanted it to have. They wanted to see Disney crushed. You're not going to get that. You're going to get a very mild reform on the margins and incrementalism. When the state legislature decided in Florida that it could force social media companies to let Donald Trump tweet again. I'm sorry, the state legislature can't do that. The governor of Florida can't do that. It might satisfy you. It might tickle your political erogenous zones. But it doesn't get anything done, and it's a sugar high that doesn't last. I think those two things are in conflict now, and we're going to have a debate over which one emerges as the, the primary animating force for Republican voters. And Republican voters like to provoke. They like to see the people they don't like annoyed. I do, too. Who doesn't? But the idea now that Republicans are going to have to confront is the degree to which – these people who have no political experience, who exist only as provocative figures, who annoy the right people, but don't win you elections, don't get what you want to see done happening. Look, I'm miserable this morning about the conditions that are going to prevail into the foreseeable future. Inflation isn't going to get any better. 
We're on the verge of a recession. It's only going to get worse. Every single lax on crime DA is going to just be continue to be lax on crime. There is no COVID reckoning, reckoning with the lockdowns and what we did. There is no parents revolt. The education reforms that we want to see will not happen. Your kids will still be taught uh, critical race theory in schools, and they will still have uh, transgender education books that are going to be privy to them. All this stuff that we don't like is going to happen now as a result of what? Our peak, our id, our desire to see the, the libs owned and driven before us and cry and drink their tears? Nonsense. It's trash and trivial, and we need to get over it and grow up. Now, let me get into the growing up part, talking to Noah Rothman. Uh, he is the author of The Rise of the New Puritans, Fighting Back Against Progressives' War on Fun. Get that at Amazon.com, wherever fine books are sold. Well, I still have a couple minutes with you. I am a believer that heads should roll. That while I see opportunity, even in this election, I'm also nobody's fool. Just like my Indianapolis Colts fired uh, the coach midway through a season, I believe that you have to fire Rona McDaniel. Uh, I don't think she should be heading up the Republican Party anymore. And I think there is real reason for people to challenge Kevin McCarthy as Speaker of the House. And Jackie Heinrich over at Fox News has been uh, floating the idea that she's hearing that Steve Scalise, if Republicans don't grab enough seats, is going to make that move. Um, Am I right or am I wrong? Uh, You're absolutely right. And we should have been having this conversation two years ago. There's no universe of, of political competence in which the head of, uh, of the national committee who presides over a losing election, two losing elections, I think, because she, she presided over 2018, too, keeps her job. There's no universe in which a president who serves only a single term gets to define the course that their party evolves on. It's just, it's just unheard of. It's cult-like behavior. It's absolutely self-destructive. So, yes, we should have had this before, and, and Kevin McCarthy is an exceptionally weak steward of his conference um he the the extent to which i'm i don't see anybody coming up behind him who'll do a better job is a little disconcerting but he has no claim to the leadership of his party and and he will be challenged i suspect that unfortunately more traction will um be uh be given to people like um jim jordan who is himself a bomb thrower who is himself very trumpy and who is himself more inclined to wage these kind of uh, quixotic crusades, these the culture war crusades that have very little legislative value to them, that are sugar highs that win a news cycle, but nobody remembers in two months. That's the kind of thing that I think they're, they're going to try to say, well, that's what Republican voters want. And is that what they want? It might be what they want. But if that's what they want, it comes at the expense of winning elections and getting things done that actually people care about. These are two unsustainable uh, dispositions. They are on a collision course. They, they've collided several times over the last several years, but they're on something of an existential course. The one part of one this, or the other must prevail. The two cannot exist simultaneously. The one part of this that we're not getting into and we're not going to be able to get into right now is that the other side is willing to vote for quite literally anything that they're told to vote for. They don't have this rejection gene. And that's going to be a worthy conversation in the days and weeks ahead. Noah Rothman, Noah C. Rothman on the Twitter box. The rise of the new Puritans fighting back against progressives' war on fun. Get that at Amazon.com, wherever fine books are sold. I appreciate you taking the time. I have got much more to get to. I'm Tony Katz. So if you think it's all midterm elections, it's not. It's not all midterm elections here. Allow me to allow me to prove it. Big stories going on out there. Police detain man after eggs thrown at King Charles the Third. See? 
Big, big, big story. Huge, huge story. Why are people throwing eggs at each other? Someone's throwing beer cans at Senator Ted Cruz. You're throwing eggs at the king. Why would you throw eggs at the king? I have to assume, not being an expert on the royals, I would have to assume that um, that Queen Elizabeth has had eggs or had eggs thrown at her in, in, in her life. I got to assume that happens, right? It's just... People are, you know, they're 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 doofy. They do ridiculous things. I gotta assume that's one of the things uh, that that they've done. Yeah, don't throw kings at him. A twenty-three year old was arrested for throwing eggs at the king. Got nothing better to do. Meanwhile, what about those local races? And what do those election results mean? I've got that next. This is Tony Katz today.